The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Balls. <laughs> Pink Balls by The Skinny Confidential. That's right. We are launching a new product. The Pink Balls Facial Massager. The only balls you want on your face. Now, this may look like a sex toy to you at first glance. It's not a sex toy. It's the tool of your dreams. It is the perfect pair to your ice roller. It is going to chisel the fuck out of your face. I have been designing her with my team for the last four years. We have worked on every facet of this custom design to make sure that it contours the fuck out of the face and the body and the neck. It grips tighter than any tool in your kit. You can expect her balls to roll over the face. So under the eye, the brow bone, the cheekbones, the jaw. I am so excited. I've been using this for so long. You guys have used it every morning for the last year to make sure it's perfect. It's pretty. She looks perfect on your vanity. So how you want to use it in tandem with your ice roller is you want to do the ice roller first. So roll and get all that fluid out of the face, get the lymphatic system going. Then you're going to put your roller back in the freezer and you're going to go and you're going to grab your pink balls facial massager. Okay. I like to use it with our depuffing oil on a clean face and I just chisel my jaw. Like everything is so tight. It's wild. So you just chisel the jaw, you chisel the cheeks. I take it down the neck to flush it. And I am telling you, your face has never looked tighter. Ice roller goes in the freezer. Your pink balls goes on your vanity. You are good to go. I have set you up. I am a fucking practitioner of puffing, okay? She's $99 and she's available on shopskinnyconfidential.com. She's ready to rock. I think you're going to be obsessed. And don't worry, we won't tell him that you like her balls better. All right. If you are like me, you like your candles to be natural. A soy wax blend would be nice. You want a premium cotton wick and you want a custom fragrant oil. You also want them to be cute, aesthetically pleasing, and you'd love a 60 to 80 hour burn time if you're being honest. Yeah, I'm that specific about my candles. And that is why I have homesick around the house. First, I fell in love with homesick on Instagram. I saw their candle and it said Los Angeles. And the candle actually smells like Los Angeles, which I thought was amazing. And then I saw one called NYC, and it's one of their best sellers, and it has notes of Central Park and department stores. And that's where I was like, oh my God, I need these around the house. And no surprise, Homesick's mission, their mission for their candles is to really capture the scent of the place or memory it represents, which is genius. Homesick is a home fragrance and lifestyle brand with one simple goal to bring joy to your home with scents that bring you closer to the people, places, and moments that matter most. They have, like I said, lots of different candles. What is so cute, though, is it comes in this beautiful glass that you can reuse once it's burned. But you get a 60 to 80 hour burn time, so it's not burning down anytime soon. This is a perfect gift. It's adorable to get someone as a housewarming gift, maybe for a bridal shower, even a bachelorette party, like how cute. I'm very much about their natural soy wax blend and their premium cotton wick. Like sign me up. You can use code skinny for 20% off all orders of $75 or more at homesick.com slash skinny. That's H-O-M-E-S-I-C-K.com slash skinny. Use code skinny. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. Uh -huh.
You have to be able to make money without physically showing up. You can't have to physically show up. You have to be able to do it from anywhere. And you have to have money working for you when you're sleeping. And you might constantly work, but to go to sleep at night and being able to have a beauty business or sell products while you're sleeping, that was probably the biggest thing. Hope Smith is on the Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast today. Hope is actually the one who introduced us to Mary Markle. You guys love that episode. It was all about natural birth. If you have not listened, like everyone needs to hear that episode. Guys, girls, whatever. Got to hear this episode. It's absolutely incredible. If you're even thinking about getting pregnant or giving birth, I learned so much. But Hope is the one who introduced us to Mary Markle. And she's absolutely incredible. She actually had a baby with Mary Markle. We'll get into it in this episode. We talk all the things. She's so open about building her business, modeling, fashion, being a mom. She's the owner of Mother, which is so popular all over Instagram. And she also had a natural birth. And she has experience with surrogacy, which is super interesting. And it's so cool how open she is because there's a lot of people out there, I think, that have done surrogacy and they haven't talked about it like Hope does. And I just think it's so cool. So like I said, she's the owner of Mother, which is a luxury skincare brand that celebrates women and their bodies at every stage of their lives. I used her serum. It's like a body serum when I was pregnant and I don't have a stretch mark. So I would definitely recommend that. I have other things, but that's for a different podcast. But I don't have any stretch marks. I really think it's thanks to that serum and being really diligent with my oils. I was a psycho about that. Her book is called Your Body is Magic, Wellness Strategies for a Healthy Pregnancy and Birth. And this book, I actually dog-eared so much during my pregnancy because she talks about every single thing during the pregnancy, after the pregnancy, postpartum, just like a whole Bible of everything you need to know. I have massive respect for Hope and what she's built. She also has an incredible family. Go check out her Instagram. On that note, let's welcome Hope to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. I have wanted to have you on the podcast for so long. I think we started following each other on Instagram years ago, and I just found your content to always have value in it, especially when it came to kids, because I feel like you're balancing being an entrepreneur, being a badass, and being a mother of four. (laughs) It's insane. I don't even believe it. When you say that, I'm like, who is she talking about? I mean, that is crazy, number one. And we're going to get into your story, but first, I, I do have to tell the audience this. The reason that Mary Markle the natural birth specialist was on the podcast was because of you because I stalked your highlight that said, I think, fertility or pregnancy and found her and talked to her on the phone for five minutes. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. You got to just come on the podcast. I'm like, I we can't have this call. Like she was it was so much information. I was like, why don't you just come on the podcast and do my consultation there? And that episode just really resonated. So, She's born to be on a mic, that woman. She doesn't stop talking, but in the best way. Like she drops yeah. so much that you don't want her to stop. Yeah, I was captivated. I, mean, I was just, I, yeah, I, couldn't, I actually couldn't believe it. She's great. And you know what? I learned more in my first consultation. I was never going to have a home birth. I was completely scared of birth. I started exploring it after reading all of these books. 
I had been with an OBGYN for 20 weeks. I sat in one consultation with Mary Michael and that woman spent two, three hours with me. I left believing and knowing more about my body than my OBGYN taught me in 20 weeks. I felt like confident that I could do it, you know? That makes sense. And even even with your second pregnancy, you start to realize sometimes that your body knows what it's doing. Like, I don't need every single test for every single thing, whereas the first one was maybe a little bit different. I want to go back to your childhood. You were born in Texas. I was. Yeah. But you haven't lived here the whole time. I left at 16. I couldn't wait to leave. I grew up in a town of 600 people. Oh, wow. 600. Our nearest airport was about three hours away. So I really grew up on a farm until I was in third grade when we moved to the big town of 10,000 people. Where, where in Texas is this? Seadrift, Texas, and then Port Lavaca, Texas. And okay, then... What's the, what's the nearest major city? It's right between Houston okay. and Corpus and Austin. You could kind of go either one. Okay. But did and you so, stand out in this town of 600? Because you're very tall. You're very pretty. I mean, I know you were a model. Maybe you still are a model, but you look like a model. Okay. Like, so was that how it was when you were younger? I think I was an awkward early model, you know, that like you were made fun of and called grasshopper and things because you have really long arms and really long legs. And I didn't look like a model like I later looked living in New York City. You know, that was a little bit different. I couldn't wait to leave because I looked around at everybody around me. I wasn't in Austin, Texas, you know, I wasn't in Dallas. I was looking around at everybody around me saying, this is not what I want my life to be. I have to get out and like do something. So you knew at a young age that you wanted more for yourself. I had to leave and see what else was out there. And yeah. what did your family do? So my mom's a nurse. My dad's never really been in my life, but my mom is a nurse and his mom has always been in my life and very influential. And she was a principal. You also won an award, which was Miss Texas Teen America. So is that sort of the turning point that you realized that you could model, act, all the things? It was you know, I was never a pageant girl growing up in Texas. It was something that I entered and I don't even really fully remember why or how it happened. And I ended up winning. After that, I won a, an agency contract in Dallas, Texas. So it was with the sister agency, agency to Wilhelmina. And Wilhelmina at the time was like a very big agent in New York. And so this is like 16 years ago or more. How old am I? No, this is more. 20. Before Apprentice... Yeah. I, I feel like I saw you a playmate, playboy, something. So I in 2009, I posed and I was on the cover of April 2009 and then again in 2010 as Playmate of the Year. Okay. First of all, uh, how does that even happen? I don't know. Um, I was in Dallas, Texas. We skipped over a lot. No, I, let's not yeah. skip over. Tell okay. us between, like, tell us the story between when this, like, sure. how how this transpired to Playboy. So after winning Miss Teen Texas, I won a contract with this agency in Dallas who immediately sent me to New York and I was signed with Wilhelmina, which was their sister agency. Through that, I had made, like, my parents were like, come home, come home. Like, you can't, you know, stay gone very long. This is just like a one-time thing. You're going for a month. And that turned into, like, years. I ended up walking before I was 18 for Versace and Balenciaga and really big designers. So I was then making more per year than my parents made. I mean, more per show or, you know, than my parents made in a year. So, you know, what is that like? Because I've, I've talked to a couple of different people on the podcast that have said that. And what does that feel like when you're that young? Well, I always knew money wasn't just abundant. Right. So I knew I needed to make my own. 
But I also knew that if I was able to make money, I didn't have to go home. So I'd show up for work and, you know, go to all the call casting calls. And I wasn't like a big partier because I knew I had to make it work. And what about all the things in the modeling world at this time? Like I know, especially at the time you modeled eating disorders, drugs, drinking, you just stayed out of it or what? All of it. I'd be right next to it. So, you know, I'd be at whatever the hottest spot was. They shouldn't have been letting me into those hot spots because I was like not even 20. But of course, I'm in and you're at, you know, all of these different tables. And what I saw during that period was insane. Like what? You're next to the table or at your table. A huge, huge bags of like cocaine. Never touched it. Didn't care. I would stay out. I would dance. I'd party. I'd want to know like what was going on and to assess like every situation. But I'd never... I never had an interest in that. You're obviously already thin, so you didn't have to worry about all these things that all these models. No, they told me I was so big. So I was told that I was very, very big. What? Then, yeah. So what do you say at a young age? It's hard. I mean. You believe it. And you start dieting or you start watching what you're eating and you're like, oh, I can't really eat that. You know, it's a mind. So when did the Playboy Playmate Hugh Hefner era start? I invested money into a medical spa in Texas. And I had like laser hair removal. Somehow I I convinced a doctor to sign off as my medical director when I was 21 years old. Somehow he risked his license and believed in my medical spa. Four years after that, I sold it and I was in Dallas, Texas. I ran into Holly Madison at the W Hotel. Okay, is this Holly Madison while she's on the show or is this before? While she had her show. I think it was the very beginning of her show, maybe. Okay, and does she like poach you? Yeah, pretty much. How? to come by and she'd be somewhere tomorrow or that afternoon. I can't remember exactly. And she would want to meet me and she had a photographer here in town. And so I actually went by and met her. I think it was the same day. And like, you, were you familiar with who she was and what she was doing? I knew who she was and mm-hmm. I knew that it was like a little bit felt risky, but I still did it because I like to know what's out there and I like to explore and like see. And so I met with her and after that, I was flown out to Los Angeles to do like a test shoot and I did it. And then they invited me to shoot like an actual spread in the magazine and the cover. And I first person I called was my grandmother in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, okay. And I entertained the idea to her like I wasn't going to do it. And like it was just flattering. But I was like wanting to do it. And she was like, oh, if I was your age, I'd go for it. Oh, grandma's cool. Yeah. And so I was like, really? You'd just you'd pose naked? (laughs) She's like, yeah. So So I did it. And you're on the cover the first time you do it? Yeah. So, I had Seth Rogen blowing um, a fan up my skirt in like this classic. What was he doing there? Uh, he was also shooting a cover. Like we shot it together. That's kind of juxtaposition. Wait, right? so, so <laughs> listen, I love slash Seth, but like there's <laughs> no you, there, you hear all these stories about how you have to date Hugh Hefner and be with Hugh Hefner, and there was none of that. No, I was already hosting a show that was on E Entertainment at the time. It was called Inside Fashion. So I pitched the show for Inside Fashion where I would go backstage and interview designers, makeup artists. This is a long time ago. And they took it and ran with it. And it was like in Canada and the US. Maybe that's why I got a cover at that point too because it wasn't like I had already had a job. You were known. A little bit. What about is there cattiness in the mansion with the playmates or is everyone friends? Because I feel like it either goes either way. You're either going to tell me you guys were great friends or there's cattiness. I don't think that I was in as deep to like have all the cattiness. You know, I wasn't there every day and they have like weekend nights where you can go like twice a week and like eat and watch movie night. And, you know, I would stop by like here and there because I lived in Los Angeles, but I wasn't there on a nightly basis. 
So I don't know, you know. It sounds like there were you a couple were girls wise. that I stayed close with. Okay. Yeah. Like it sounds like you stayed out of the I stayed out just enough that I never saw any of that behavior that you talk about. Like the nights in the bedroom and all this stuff you read about. I never saw it in person. I've read every single book on like down the rabbit hole, all, all the books she wrote. And then I read also Kendra's. And so like some of those nights were wild. I never, I haven't read the books either. So I probably should read the books. Oh my God, yeah. you gotta read the books. They're juicy. I was definitely there when Holly and Kendra were there and Bridget. I feel like you don't have time to read the books because you have four kids and you're running an <laughs> empire and you have a husband. But if you do have time, the books are pretty juicy. I feel like they'd make me sad because I saw like a certain side of Hef and I didn't see that other side. So I feel like it'd make me a little sad. Like sad meaning like you saw a better side of him or a good side of him? Like I saw the best side of him probably. And so the other, this would kind of darken yeah. that image. Yeah. yeah. Which I is okay. Also the truth is okay. That, you know? that there must be something that you let off that was a boundary of respect. Probably. Like I can just tell by meeting you in person that you like don't put up with shit. And so maybe he felt that like you weren't the one to go for. Does that make sense? Yeah. But how do you choose your victim, right? Like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> Maybe there's something about you that was just like, I'm not, cocaine's next to me, but I'm not doing it. Yeah. Drinking's there, but I'm not going to engage. Well, I would drink. I mean, no, but yeah, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like blackout or go in the room and like have 12 sums with him. Right. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, I would love to be a fly on the wall to see Hugh Hefner having a 12 sum. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so at what point do you get approached for the celebrity apprentice? Is it like right after now? Playboy? OK, it was after Playboy. And what's your experience with that? I really showed up thinking I wasn't going to have to work. And I remember being shocked at how hard the work it was. Like, you don't have anybody to go like to FedEx for you, you're physically going. So I thought like if if you're signing on and it's like at the time, little John and I don't, you know, I had different people in my group. I was like, no way are they going to send them to FedEx because you're going to get like accosted, you know? But no, like you don't have helpers, like you're really doing the work. And so it was probably a lot harder than I thought it would. There were not 13 episodes. I left on episode nine. I was the youngest and one of the last females to leave. Do you think that when you came on that they underestimated you or that they knew you were that or I was so scared of the crazy people that were on it that I just stayed far away from that part of it. And so I just lasted. Who, who else you was know? in your cast besides Little John? Nene Leakes, Nikki Taylor, Lisa Renna. Who was the craziest? Oh, what does it rhyme with? Nene was funny. She wasn't crazy. I mean, you know, she was yeah. just funny. The craziest. Oh, there was that guy. His name was Gary. Gary Busey. Yes. Oh, Christ. That was scary. Wait, is Gary Busey the one that has the chihuahuas? No, that's Mickey Rourke. That's Mickey Rourke. My uh, God. Gary, Busey, Gary Busey's right up there on the crazy oh, list. Is he actually that crazy? No, he was so crazy. And my, they give you all like sweets. You all have your own like house apartment inside of Trump Soho. Not Trump Soho. Trump. I saw Gary Busey throw a handful of spaghetti at a guy's face at Dan Tana's. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and I wasn't surprised Whoa. because yeah. it was Gary Busey. I was like, when All he right. was fired, he left a post-it on my door and it said that he left like the items, like some orange juice and some items for me in his refrigerator. And I was like, that's not happening, Gary. It's like, <laughs> I'm not borrowing your orange some juice. some orange juice with a little bit no, of... No, okay, he didn't do that. He's just a little out there. GHB croissants. <laughs> no, he, he, was, he never knew what he would say or when he would scream across the room. It is absolutely so important if you're a business owner or you have a brand to be on the pulse when it comes to distributing beautiful digital content. So what I notice is a lot of people will create the content, 
but they won't distribute it. And it's so important to actually put your content in front of eyes. You want to optimize engagement with that content. And I'm going to introduce you to something that's going to help streamline that issue. It's an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines to catalogs and portfolios and more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue works seamlessly with tools you already use like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. And what it does is it really helps creators, brand owners, marketers, designers, really anyone who wants to make their content stand out. You can use it for free. They also have premium features, which I like to use, but you could also use the free one. So regardless, definitely go on there and check it out. If you're someone who is a content creator or a brand owner, like I said, and you have all this content and you need it to be reformatted, resized, redownload, re-upload, whatever, you need Issue. This is for you. I have been telling all my friends who are content creators about Issue. Get started with Issue today for free, or you can sign up for an annual premium account to get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code skinny. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use promo code skinny at checkout for your free account or 50% off your annual premium account. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast with promo code skinny. What are some moments that you look back on that are so crazy, especially after when Trump became president? Do you look back and you're like, holy shit, this is like iconic. When he became president, that was crazy. Because I'm like, wait, you're not supposed to. I'm not supposed to know the president, you know? Was like, it, was he nice? Be, let's talk like forget like him being president and everything. Was he nice in Celebrity Apprentice? He was nice to me. He was nice to you. But he, he was very nice rude to people around him. But he was very nice to me. Like his helpers he was rude to? Or other contestants. Yeah, and other contestants, yeah. So basically, he wanted to have sex with you. He might have, but He no. for sure did. Yeah. But then, uh, then he probably felt the boundary that Hugh Hefner felt. Yeah, because I never yeah, was like preyed upon like that, you well, know? I mean, he's not that hot. Like, let's be honest. No. no. <laughs> what about um, his Well, daughter? it was Hugh. <laughs> like, you know. yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. That's a, that's a lot of saggy balls in oh. one conversation. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You don't know that, Lauren. Hugh Hefner. These guys might keep it tight. You Hugh don't know. Hefner and Trump together. Know. No, no, no. Michael. You don't know, Lauren. You never know. Michael, I can tell by the way someone keeps their hair how their balls are. My you wife can? has this whole thing where she thinks like the other day she was trying to explain blue balls to 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 another person on the show, like as if she <laughs> has experienced this. How? No, I was saying being pregnant's like blue balls. But I don't think you can compare either of them, and I would never assume I that I would know what it's like to be feel pregnant. Like. You're right about that. Yeah. It's like you're, you're, oh God, you're, no, you're blue balled and you're blue balled yeah. and you're blue balled and you're blue. And then it's like month so 10. So uncomfortable. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. And then you have to let it out. Well, they're both uncomfortable. <laughs> I assume, but, yeah. It's like having blue balls. <gasps> Nine. I get the analogy. Yeah. Like yeah. you, we're, we're at the point right now of this pregnancy, just like a side note where he just doesn't understand how un- I mean, he's never going to understand how uncomfortable it is. So any analogy helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just told him yeah. to just say yes, dear. Perfect. Anyway. Well, sometimes she says don't say anything. And so I just kind of stand there with like a deer in Wait, headlights. I mean, what about when she's in labor? Like, are you allowed to talk? Can you? It depends. Sometimes sometimes I was, sometimes I wasn't. I, I was in a corner at one point. Yeah, I put my husband in the corner too. He wasn't allowed to speak without being spoken to. 
He was able to move my affirmations. I had like this poster board and he was able, he had to follow me with it and just put it where I could see it and then like leave. He sounds smart though. Yeah. You know, he, he, he yeah, followed. She, had me, she wanted me like behind the sheet and in the corner. But I get like, I was like, wherever I know, you want I me. I don't you know? need you up my butthole yeah. when I'm pushing stuff out. Okay. So yeah. Celebrity Apprentice, would you, like was the whole experience wild? Like looking back, is there anything that you remember that really stands out? I remember being glad I was fired finally because I was like, I lasted a lot longer than I thought it was supposed to last. Like there was nothing crazy that stood out. I was happy because I remember I was, I got fired and I had to fly to London. I had already committed to another job and I got fired like the day I needed to leave. So it was kind of perfect. I did my exit interview and still made my plane ticket. And what if I wouldn't have been able to leave? I would have canceled on a job last minute. And it was just. After Celebrity Apprentice airs, do you get recognized everywhere? Or was it like a different tier of fame? Maybe a little bit in Los Angeles and. But not a lot. Not a lot. No, I don't think so. Okay, so at what point do you meet your husband after this? I met my husband in 2009. Is this simultaneously starting your company or did you start your company after? I started my company after my first child. Okay. Yeah. I met my husband in 2009 and then we were kind of pen pals and I was dating other people. What do you mean? What do you mean pen pals? So I was dating other people and I knew Robert would never be okay with like, I wasn't ready to settle down. And I knew he would never, he was the type that would never be okay if I was like going to go date somebody and then come back and then like date somebody or date two people at the same time. Like I knew when it was time to date Robert that I had to be with just Robert. Like he wasn't going to be like, she can just like meander around Los Angeles and like hop on a flight and not tell you exactly where she's going. (laughs) You know, like it was, he's just more serious than that. When we met, we, you know, pen pals because he was in Switzerland. I was in the US. He'd invite me to fly out. He'd say, can you meet me in Paris too? you know, go to some opera. Very fancy. I'm in Los Angeles and I'm not thinking about the opera. And it's like, no way am I getting on a 13-hour flight to Paris with, you know, I don't know you like that. And so there was all of these crazy invites that I just said no to. And finally, he invited me to Austin, Texas to go to the first ever F1. And I said, okay. It was my first yes in like three years. I said, okay, my mom's very close to there. So if this is gets weird, I'm just going to go see my parents. And you had been out of Texas this whole time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of like when I went to visit family and him and dated pretty much from that moment on. He is a smart man. What is it like to date someone who is, I mean, you're extremely smart too. You guys met your match. Like, is that wild when you're that young to be dating someone who is that smart? He never stops. Like he never stops working, never stops thinking. He's always, I would say he's probably never satisfied and never going to be satisfied. He has to keep going. I call it blissfully huh. dissatisfied. I know someone. <laughs> yeah. I know someone like that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like you, you know, you, you, you always think, right? Like they always say, like when you make your first million, like you're, that's the dream and like you're going to be so happy and then you make that million and it might, you might be satisfied for a second, but there's not. A disappointed. Because you're you like, think it's going to yeah. be a lot better than it is. And then you have a new goal in mind. And his work ethic is so, so impressive to me. And like, I think that I have met, learned to fill every single minute that I have because of him. Because I watched him do it. Like, what do and you it's mean? Inspiring. What's, what's you guys' morning routine? Do you have like a whole thing? Well, it depends. But, okay. but Where you are. Yeah, it depends where we are, what city, if we're together in that city or not. Because like, he could be traveling, he could be fundraising. Because right now he's raising a big fund. And then like, I'm in Austin. He came into Austin last night. I flew in this morning. You know, it just depends. Before you launched your business, what was the best piece of advice he gave you and how have you applied it? You have to be able to make money without physically showing up. 
I would say like you can't have to physically show up. You have to be able to do it from anywhere and you have to have money working for you when you're sleeping or when you're, you know, and you might constantly work, but to have it, you know, to go to sleep at night and being able to have a beauty business or sell products while you're sleeping or somewhere, that was probably the biggest thing. You can't be con- constrained by time or location. Yeah. And you know what? When you're a model, you have to show up to get paid. Ah. And I don't know if it's his way of telling me, like, come to the bright side and don't model anymore or don't go and be an actress or what it was. But that was part of it. What do you think is the best advice you've taught him? It could be about anything. I think I teach him everything. <laughs> I think he adopts my ideas. Like, sometimes I think, like, he, he like, laugh. I'm talking about something in the house and he's, like, laughing, like, Kind of, I can tell he's kind of like letting me go on, but enjoying it a little too much. And then I will look at him and I'll tell him, yeah, you'll be talking about this in two days to somebody. Two days later, he'll be telling, talking to somebody about the metaverse or, you know, very early on, I was like, yes, you know, I'm going to physic, I'm going to have a house in the metaverse and I'm going to be buying art in my house for the metaverse. And like, I go on and on and on about it. You know, my outfits, my this and that. And he was looking at me like, it's crazy. Like, this is a while back. But you know what? He listened to my ideas and I heard him talk about it. They always do that. They always take our ideas and then they make it as their own and prepackage it. And sometimes he tells me my <laughs> idea that I told him three days ago was his own. Yep. Idea. It's because we're I listening. Get that. I get that. No, but you're like we're not listening. listening, kind of. You're like just you're passively listening. And then you'll tell me the idea. Well, I've said I think the most important decision you can make is the person you choose to spend your life with, right? Because like you make the wrong decision there. Imagine you're listening to all the wrong things. It's true. Right? That's like, major. Will Smith, I just finished his autobiography. I know there's a little controversy around Will Smith. Why? So what did he do? What happened? <laughs> but in his book, he says the two most important decisions that you make in life is your partner and your location. Mm, I yeah. thought that was I thought that was a good one. It's yeah. it's true. Like the location's important as well. I think now that I'm talking to you, when I started following you is when you got married, which your wedding was the gnarliest wedding I think I've ever seen. My husband still has a lot to say about it. <laughs> it was in Italy. It was in Ravello. Yeah. I think like you had like three different dress options, if I'm correct. And like it was so gnarly, but it was also so chic. How did you like manage the juxtaposition of that? I don't know. I, you know, I, I worked with a great events person, but I knew exactly what I wanted. You know, it was bad. I was vacationing, you know, on the Amalfi Coast before the wedding, the month before, and it got really bad because they started writing about it. Like at the Italian, you know, paparazzi and things, why. they started writing about what was happening. And like my husband then is reading it in the mornings at the, like, we're in like two towns over and, and he's like, like, shut the fuck up. Why are helicopters dropping off 50 loads of equipment and things on this cliff for our wedding? Like, I'm like, you know, no, I don't think that's true. And then he makes a call and he's like, hope it's true. You know, like there keeps having like all of these interactions. You know, I had like this huge production happen as a surprise for my husband. And I had these dancers. I should put together a show from like our first meeting to like all of the steps along, like our dating history up to our marriage, including our, our first son. And they're dancers and they turn their body into like tables or to like a car. And he kept seeing outside the window them building this box. And he kept, and it was a surprise, so I couldn't tell him what it was. And he, he says, well, what is this box? Like, why can't I know anything that's going on? I'm like, it's fine. It's to put, I, I had to think on the fly. I said, oh, it's to put our, our monogram up on. <laughs> and he goes, 
well, this is just stupid. <laughs> You're letting them build a box when you could just project it on like a flat, you know? So I have to hear it because we're like over there in real time. And I'm like, can you just let me surprise you? Just stop. <laughs> Was he surprised? Yeah, he loved it. He cried. It's like the best gift. I mean, your wedding, yeah. you guys, everyone go Google it. It was, it was the gnarliest wedding I've ever seen. It was beautiful. It was fun. Yeah. We had so many friends in town for the week. It was fun. I feel like I might need to redo my wedding. No, it's done. It's too late for you. No, no I might need over. to redo it. Go on it's vacation over. instead. Yeah, yeah. After you guys get married, it sounds like you already had your first. We had our, yeah. And is this, now is this when you talked to Mary Markle and you did a natural birth or is this your, was your first my hospital. first was the natural birth your first was the natural yeah. first I want to hear all about a natural birth from you especially with Mary Markle so I listened to Mary Michael's podcast here and I remember one comment you made you said but how what does it look like like my house is all white my house is all white too I have cashmere rugs in my bedroom like white 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 nobody wears shoes in my house I'm a scary like in in any house I don't care like where you're at you're not putting shoes on like if I see you in them you're taking them off like I'm carrying them to the door we're having a fight about it because I'm fine with them taking off but she's got to get somebody like a bench to sit on because we have all these I had to do that too for my husband he requested that same thing so I got I did get like a little bench and I'm gonna get a bench but here's my problem I stand like a flamingo in my cowboy boots I'm like he he does take his shoes off but then he'll do little secret tricks like yeah. he'll try to walk with his cowboy boot from the laundry room to the door. What's that? And it's like five feet. It's only five feet. But like, well, I got to no. get to one like, and then get, I got to go back out. You know, the fecal matter. My husband shoes. does it all the time. I'm like, why? Why are you upstairs right now? And, you know, it like infuriates me like nothing else. I guess because I know that my babies crawl around on the floor and yes. like they live on the floor. Your husband's braver than me. I would never venture up the stairs, but I would go across to the to the I laundry room. Every once in a while I catch him. No, I made him crawl on his knees yeah. through, the, through the room. So so with a natural birth, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be dead honest. One of the things that does give me anxiety is I like my house the way I like it. And it feels like it would be like a crime scene. And I'm not down for that. There's no, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you are. And I, I love if you beat me at this, but like I'm so. I have a lot of OCD in my house and like I can't get on with my day unless things look a certain way. Like I have to have clean countertops like I can't move on. Yeah, we have that. We You, you guys, have, you can talk about that on a whole nother podcast for hours. I'm sure <laughs> you two would um, go on so, and on about that. Yeah. So I like things to look a certain way. And I was very freaked out about these rugs, which my husband loves more than I do. She promised me nothing would happen to them and that it would be like like nothing like she would clean up all of it and you'd never even see it and she's right she said she brings in like a tactical team like she's got like it's not just her no it's not just her she one of my birds i had three other people on the other one i had two other people and she comes in with all of this equipment but you're free and you're in your house and you're getting to like walk around you can eat which is like huge for me you can't be hungry and then run a marathon if you're like me you run puffy and bloated. Not only do I get bloated in my face and need my ice roller, I also get bloated in my stomach, especially postpartum. Things are puffy over here. I do everything I can already to fight inflammation. I even got this thing that does like leg compression. I wear compression socks. I sleep slightly with my head up. I ice roll, I do my pink balls facial massager, I get facial massage, and I also take bloat capsules. And the bloat capsules that I have been taking for the last three years are Array. 
Array is an insane company, you guys. They have these capsules, okay? You got to get these specific capsules. They're called the bloat capsule. Like I said, it's 100% natural, filler-free, organic. Array is an insane company, you guys. First of all, the bloat capsules, the ones you want to get, they're 100% natural, filler-free, and organic. And here's what I do. So if I have a heavy meal, especially at night, like a pasta or a pizza, anything that's like going to be heavy on my digestive system, I will take two of these. And in it is five herbs and a fruit-based digestive enzyme. It's completely laxative-free, so you're not like running to the bathroom. It just helps with bloat. And they have a code for you. You're going to go to array.com. That's A-R-R-A-E.com and use code SKINNY at checkout. You get 10% off of one-time purchases or you get 25% off the first month on subscription. So head to their site and get the bloat capsules. Trust me on this one. Why don't they let you eat in case they have to put you under or you in case you go into cesarean? I'm in sneak. Yeah, eat. I'm sneaking eat. Yeah, you should. Wait, nobody can tell you not to eat. Just eat it. Here's another thing. And I'm going to be honest, like just a lot of different energy in your house, though. How do you know that the people she brings in are the right vibe? I think they're in the birthing space. So they know what the, a birthing woman needs because they've all done it before. And when you're in that they know not to ask you a question because like, no anytime you have to answer selfie. a question, no. Are no, you no, no, Hope no. from Celebrity Apprentice? Can no. I get a selfie? No, that would be awful. Okay, but okay. you know what? I have a trust issue too with like, you're just going to show up to my house and I'm like, I don't know why you're here or what you want from me. And like, can I trust you? And I don't trust anybody. Like, this is bad, but I don't. And I don't, these people from the birthing community, they really don't want to interrupt a birth. They don't. And they're just not those people. They're it's not like the people thing. that want the selfie. They, you know, they probably don't even maintain an Instagram page. They've probably never taken a selfie themselves. They probably wouldn't recognize a celebrity if they were dining next to one, you know? Like they're, I, I don't want to say they're like completely hidden, but they have other interests. Did Mary M- Michael come in with like a flourishing energy? Like she was in her element, like you didn't have to do anything? You know, I love Mary Michael and she, I went back to her for baby too. But there were times in my appointments because she tells me everything so many times that I was like really annoyed with her. And I would tell her like, I'm just feeling anxious because you're making me anxious and I'm feeling a little annoyed with this conversation because I already know what you're telling me. Like, I get it. I promise I get it. But when she showed up, she was, she's always a professional and she's like, so has so much knowledge. But when she showed up, it was like a pro. You got to see her in her element and she was like, she, she had everybody working and everybody has a job and people are in the kitchen and they're sterilizing. And like, those are just things that they would probably never use and never even use for my birth. But they go and th- do sterile procedure just in case because you want everything. Ready. How bad does it hurt? Be honest. Well, I've never had a medicated birth, so I can't tell you. Like, okay. I can't compare. Like, I'm right. guessing nothing to something. Contractions and all of that for me were only huge when I got to transition time. And that's almost time to push transition time that's when like right before you have to push yeah and so how like was it primal you're screaming like what's your husband doing I wasn't screaming but you're definitely like using every resource you have like breathing and things Um, I had back labor on my second so my husband was putting like pressure on my lower back in the shower and water really helped me so like the heat I wanted the heat to touch my body because you have certain like nerve receptors in there you know you can get that to beat the pain And so like that sensation will like go to the brain faster than like the pain you're having. So like water really, really helps, especially from a shower or like hard pressure. But yeah, it hurts. But 
it's so forgotten and it's so short. You immediately are after birth or like so awake and like alive. I don't I've never had the epidural, but you're not drugged at all. The epidural, I feel like, is really different than what you're describing because I couldn't move to get in a shower. Like, oh, no, I got up. No, you know, I cuddled with the baby for a long time. But then I was like, you know what? I really want to shower the, you know, 10 minutes it took me to go shower or less because it's just like bed to shower. They had fixed the bed completely and it was now ready for like me to sleep in that night completely clean. I was in my own clothes back in bed with baby. And did you get postpartum anxiety or depression? Not that I know of. I know that I had hormonal things happening, like imbalances and things, but I don't think I ever had any of like postpartum. And, and I what, did, do you, what do you do if you rip? Did they just, did they stitch you up there? She told me that if I learned in our exams, like what to do and how to relax the perineum, just like she tells me that oh, I won't rip. So much to do. She takes like <laughs> gauze and puts it in castor oil and she has it heating. And when it's time to push, she takes that gauze and she's going to support between your vagina, like a perineum right there so that the pressure is applied evenly. So you don't tear. And so you didn't have an experience of like tearing a lot. I never tore in either um, birth. And then your second one, you did the exact same thing with Mary Michael. Exact same thing. Mary Michael. I also did. I was doing primrose, you know, to soften the cervix. I was actually inserting primrose in my last few weeks. I was doing vitamin E every night on that area so that it would be really soft stretch more than you know without tearing so there's all these i had you know vitamin e and primrose on my nightstand that i would just like you just massage yeah. your vagina hole yeah it's like i can't first of all like let me just break this down i can't shave my legs because i can't reach my legs and then like shaving the vagina you have to like get a mirror and yeah. like i i mean it's like I don't, I can't even see what's going on so now i have to like do the evening primrose and the vitamin e and the shape it's just a lot it's a lot you can't see any of it either when do you like just because (laughs) i'm gonna be i'm gonna ask a selfish question when do you think like it's time to like take a step back when you're pregnant and like like relax because i'm a go-go person like you and i feel like i don't know when it's time to like step back i think for you it was like three weeks ago But here we are. I don't know how far along you are, really. I'm 32 and a half weeks. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I have to go, go, go. But then suddenly you're going to get this urge, which is like now or very soon in three weeks. or some, And it's going to be like that nesting feeling. And right. you're going to have like this burst of energy. So That's I, what my sister-in-law said. Yeah. So I think you're going to have a big burst of energy. I am the wrong person to ask. Okay. I Did you work? You worked until 40 weeks. Yeah. And I also. I knew you were going to say that. It's so bad. You shouldn't, though. Nobody should. They but should stop. In your but book, your body I know is I'm magic. Did people, what did people say? Anything that's similar about that, or no? Yeah, you should definitely rest. And you know, but you know what? I think that when you keep going, your body is like ready to give birth. I mean, you're moving. The baby's getting into position. Your hips are moving. They're widening. All the stuff's happening. And if you're very like, if you're not moving around and not doing anything, that. That's a lot of times the baby will flip and all kinds it of stuff It makes sense happens. if you think about it from like if an evolutionary standpoint. I doubt that 
women of past ages were kind of just like waiting like they couldn't wait around right no so you were upright and you were moving and the laying on your back is when you like get in trouble and like baby starts flipping Mm -hmm. the other way what were some other things you were doing that was holistic during your pregnancy that you think have just really helped and obviously your book like Mm -hmm. you're such an expert in this space your product line like what are some things that you used in your toolbox i did follow uh, mary michael's whole vitamins and you know she told me do you want a basic baby? Because I was like, oh no, I'm good. She was like, she goes, you got, you have to get on all these vitamins. And I would try dismissing her like, Mary Michael, I've got this. I'm good. I'm on this like really great one. She goes, oh, you're on one. Do you want a basic baby? And I was like, no, Mary Michael, I don't want a basic <laughs> She's baby. She's a character. And then she gave me like smoothies and all of the stuff to do every day, which kept me distracted enough to. Smoothies, vitamins, primrose, and vitamin, vitamin e. e, acupuncture. Taking vitamins as you're talking. Yeah. I'm going to have my organic mushrooms. She told me to eat a lot of. um, I just got those. This is such a good brand. These are the best. Symbiotica. I I got the D3. My daughter likes it. The D3 is good. So is the B12. I just ordered that one. Your husband should take the. Well, you should both. But your husband too. The D3, the CoQ10. It's really good for men. Okay. He takes like a bunch of their vitamins. And Mm -hmm. I he got me onto them. These packets. Yeah. I started following the founder a few years ago. He's your bike. I love it. Yeah. yeah, he is. He's like very like, I, I feel like he would have almost maybe been a good person to interview for your next book. Oh, okay. Because yeah. he knows so much about vitamins. Okay. I sure I love that. Yeah, he, he's that was like a little Shervain. free ad spot for yeah. them. Yep, there's another Symbiotica. one for you. You're <laughs> welcome, need sponsors here. After your second baby, was the birth similar to your first or was it different? It was different. I had back labor in my second and I don't know why. What is that? I don't know what that means. It's this crazy feeling where you have incredible pressure on your back. It's in your lower back and like your contractions are in the front, but you feel the pain in the back and it really hurts. Like it just, it's uncomfortable. It feels like you couldn't stretch it out. Like if you bent over and you started twisting and stretching, like you wouldn't be able to, the pain wouldn't go away. I actually didn't realize I was in labor. But I was in labor that day, all day. I woke up with my back hurting. I went and I did the Legree studio here. I went and did a workout at one o'clock. And my water broke at 6 p.m. So five hours after I did this little Legree machine, I didn't know I was in labor, but my back was hurting since the morning. How many weeks were both your babies? My first was 42 weeks. I know. Horrible. That's what Zaza was. My next was 39 weeks and four days. Okay. So it was so different. A little so better. Yeah. So see? Yeah. The first just like goes longer, but I think like your second will be earlier. Zaza was hanging. I didn't think she was going to come out. I know. Zaza wanted to stay. Hendrix know, wanted to stay too. Yeah. They like want to stay up there. They wouldn't come out. They only, you know what? You were doing the right things. You were giving your body exactly what it needed because your baby's only going to decide that it's, or your baby and your body are going to decide to, you know, have the baby and give birth when your placenta can no longer support all of its needs. So, there's going to be a time when, you know, your first is very comfortable. You're doing all of the things. You're getting a lot more rest. So your placenta is so healthy. Like if you look at your placenta from your first birth, I don't know if you looked at yours. I looked at mine and like laid it out and unfolded it and things. And then I looked at my second and my second one because I had so much less rest. I was working. I had a fir- my first baby to take care of. It was so much smaller and he came earlier whoa yeah. that is weird did you look at your placenta no i would uh, have looked at it totally i would yeah. have rolled it out like a fruit fucking roll I up rolled in front it of out. michael but oh. i, I didn't know that out. i could do that this one i'll be rolling out i want to look, look at, at it, it. it's actually beautiful it's like the tree of life i'm gonna instagram story it 
Oh God! What? Right. It's, it's yeah. I mean, it's cool. I I I'm sure you ate your placenta, correct? I did. How did you eat it? In pill form. Okay, encapsulated. So I. That's what yeah. I did too. I don't think that I could put it in a smoothie. They offered that to me, and I just didn't think I could do it. I could eat it like a steak at Ruth Chris. No, you no problem. No, swear you could. Life. Don't do it. I'm not going to because the option is the pills. But if this is what I'll say, don't do it. If you told me the only way to ingest it was eating it like a steak, I would hundred well, percent still. Does it get to be scenario. flavored with something? Yeah, I mean, yeah. throw a little McCormick's on there. Maybe oh, some siete seasoning. Like yeah, like if you water. told me I couldn't have it and I had to eat it, I'd probably go that route, but I'd really have to mask that taste. I don't even know what it tastes like, but I would imagine because the encapsulation isn't that I nice. imagine it's no pretty problem. like gamey. I'll eat anything. I will eat anything for feeling good and, and beauty. Like, I just will. Well, thank God I we can that. put it in the pill capsules because we, we think off our technology. We, we, don't, <laughs> we don't need to do that. What are some other things that you did post your two births that you think really helped with the recovery? Because... This book that you've written, I feel like it's so much about being a woman and birth and afterbirth, pre-birth. Like what are what are some things people can do that you think really helped? I really tried. You know how I talk about like don't stay horizontal and don't lay down a lot when you are pregnant, you know? Like you want to be upright and moving. You don't want to just stay in one position. I know. Afterwards, you want to lay down because you want your uterus to heal very high. And you don't want like the hysterectomy and all of these other issues. So you want it to heal really high. So you want to be on your back and you want to lay down and that's have what it heal I think high. Mary my, Michael said too, like 80% of the time you want to be laying down after birth. For weeks, like a couple weeks. I was up like nothing happened. And it was a yeah. big mistake looking back. I was running around. I was out at restaurants. Like I was like, it was fine. Well, this time the plan is she's going to actually take a long maternity leave because the first time we, she's never stopped. Which is like baby. It's exciting too. Cause it's your first, you have like this boost of adrenaline and you're so proud of this baby and you just like made this baby and you're like proud. So you want to take it in the world and it's a whole new life because you get to like go somewhere with a baby. Like you know, you play, grow up playing baby dolls and like you want to take your baby to like Target or like wherever you're going, right? But like baby two felt more chill because I was like, oh, if I take you out, I also have to take you out and you're walking and like, you know, then this one, it's like some of the excitement about like taking them out right away wasn't as exciting for me personally. I am very serious about the vitamins that I give my daughter. I don't want to give her any of that Fred Flintstone shit. You know what I mean? It's added so many dyes, so much crap in a vitamin when it's supposed to be healthy. So enter Haya. Okay. Zaza asked me for these. She actually says vitamins, mama. These are legit. They have zero sugar and zero gummy junk. They taste great and they're perfect for a picky eater. Most vitamins, I looked into this, have five grams of sugar. I also feel like your kids have little teeth and to chew on all that sugar first thing in the morning is too much. So I'm obsessed with Haya because they're pediatrician approved, they're super powered, they're chewable, and they have all the things in them. There's a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables. I tried them. They taste delicious. They also have minerals and vitamins, vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, all the things in this vitamin. And they help with energy, brain function, mood. We love mood. We love things that help with mood for a toddler. Concentration, teeth, bones, and more. They're non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergen-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, everything free that you can imagine, okay? 
They're designed for all ages and they taste good. I told you I tried one. I'm telling you. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin, the one that Sasa takes. You're going to receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash skinny. This deal is not available on their regular website. Just go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash skinny, and you're going to get your kids the full-body nourishment that they need to grow into healthy adults. Did you do any belly binding or waist trainers? And do you believe in that? I do believe in it. And I think it works. I, because I worked out my entire pregnancies, I didn't do it afterwards because I think I still had that muscle support just from like little thing, like planks on the knees and things. So I was able to like maintain some of that, but I do believe it works. I keep hearing this pregnancy that I never heard the first pregnancy about how important it is to rebuild your pelvic floor. So important. Can you talk? We've had no one on the podcast to talk about this. Can you talk a little bit like how how you'd go about this? So in the book, you'll see Brooke Cates. She has a whole program for it and you can sign up online and you can, you know, read her and follow her. But if you don't have that muscle there, it is stretched. It is weak. You know, you have to start rebuilding from the ground up and she gives you steps because you can't just hop into it and do things that you were doing before and think that you rebuilt the muscle you have to really start very granular and start with like a certain part of it and she gives you like specific moves and then when you can do those up to a certain amount of time then you move on to this other exercise and so she's really good with that because if you have a doctor that tells you that like when you sneeze you if you pee a little like you did your pelvic floor was not rebuilt right you know I didn't do pelvic floor exercises for my first, but I did Kegels. Is that the same thing? It would be the same thing, but she says that you can do them in a certain step so it like rebuilds them from like ground up, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Look at you on a Brooke Thursday so work day talking about Kegels and the pelvic floor. I'm a little floor. bit lost here at this Kegels point. Are, lie, guys. Kegels are so good, but I feel like I need a reminder. Well, I feel like I'm going to go to the vagina whisper. Have you heard of him? The little laser they put in and they like tighten everything. No, this isn't a laser. This is like, we got to go. We got to be efficient, like tie it up, whatever. This is like, this is a guy in New Jersey. I saw him on Daily Mail and he sits at this desk and it's like this huge desk. And behind him is like 300 vaginas, all different shapes and sizes that he has sculpted. So is it like sculpted from the outside or the inside? Both. He okay. does both. He can okay. do whatever you want. So if like, let's say like you're like, I want a Titan here, <laughs> a tuck here. I want a like a hole here. Like he can do it all. And he like he's known as like the vagina whisper. And I just am putting it out there. If he's listening, like, please come on. Tell the podcast. Thing come on the show. For. Yeah, come Christ. on the show. But but so my thing is like <laughs> if if you do all the pelvic floor and you do the Kegels, do you think that it really makes that big of a difference? I think it makes a huge difference. Okay. Okay. It's a muscle. Okay. I'm so like try muscles, you can't like tone a muscle. You can make it bigger, right? I right. guess that is toning it, but it, it can only get smaller or bigger. There's not like a middle. Like you don't get to choose exactly. I don't know. You, yeah. For your third baby, did you want a surrogate by choice? What was the circumstance? How was the freezing of the embryos process? Like if someone's listening and they do want to do a surrogate, Tell us. So the reason I started looking into a surrogate is I had an autoimmune that was wouldn't let me with a medication I was taking at the time. It was it's actually an infusion you have to take like once a year. You can't carry, but your eggs are healthy. Since then, that autoimmune is now in remission and I probably could carry because I haven't had the medicine in like two or three years. But at that time, I wouldn't have been able to carry. So 
started looking at a few things. I was interested in surrogacy and I never was completely freaked out by it. I was just interested and wanted to learn more. I called an agency and the agency I used was Conceivabilities out of Chicago since then they've grown. You do lots of psychology tests, interviews. They want to know about your past birth experiences or like your thoughts and your preferences and you know, there were lots of interviews before they ever introduced you to somebody. And I was paired with a surrogate that I loved. And she was my first introduction, which is, I think, so rare to find. How many did you interview after her? Or did you just say this None, is None, because I knew that was, that was my person. Okay, so this is so interesting to me because I feel like so many people are interested in this, but they're scared to say they're interested. Yeah. First of all, you take your egg and your husband's sperm, you make an embryo, and yep. then she gets implanted with it, correct? Yes. Yeah. And are you there? Yeah. I, I, my husband wasn't, but I flew out. I felt like it was a very personal thing. You know, it's your baby going into somebody, so I had to be there. So flew out. I'm there with her in the room. There's all of these things. Like, she has to make her sure her bladder's really, really full. How uncomfortable. Like, you're going to have the implantation, but with a full bladder. I know. So uncomfortable. They turn her like a little bit upside down after they put it in. Before they put it in, you see it up in the on a screen so you can see, oh, that's your embryo. It's pulled up with a like a microscope. And I just felt like it was a very personal thing. And like I needed to be there. I was holding her hand. She got acupuncture during it because it's supposed to help with like results. So it was very, it was like, Let it's amazing you. to see your baby before it's your baby. I you mean, know, wow. I saw the embryo up here. It's cool. Yeah. I have like cool. a kind of a random, maybe strange questions. Do you? stress out when you're not caring and you're tr- and it's being carried somewhere else like are you worried like what's that person doing Where I thought I was going to be yeah. the biggest control freak about that I thought that I was going to make her move into my house I think she's a little bit worse than me maybe I thought she was going to have to like move into my house and eat what I eat and do th- all of this and then I realized you have to let them be people you know which is a it's a hard thing for me to do because I want you to eat the best food because you're growing my baby right But I also chose who I chose because I believed that we shared a lot of values. So she was a doula. And for me, like I wanted a birthy person, somebody that loved birth. And she was it for me. So once I knew her, my worry about like, what are you going to eat in your downtime? And are you going to drink and do all of this went away? And what's the communication like? Are you texting her every single day? Are you emailing? Are you calling? What's not the- texting every day? Okay. I would go to her appointments with her on FaceTime because she was out of state and was far. I went to a few of the like the big appointments, but no, I, it was just like text here and there. We talked a lot more. Like our relationship organically grew from you know you have nine months to get to know each other. We talked every day at the end, but like at the beginning, it was very rare. And I would go to the appointments, and it was more of a, you know, there was nothing that was like not organic happening because I couldn't not be authentic. Like I didn't love her right away. You know, I liked her and she had my baby and there was like respect there, but there wasn't like, I love her, but now I like love her. Like mm-hmm. I send her flowers on mother's day on my kid's birthday, you know, I mean, and what, what was the, your husband's relationship with her or if, was there any, I would say I maintained the relationship, really. She did, while she was pregnant, come out and visit me and stayed at our ranch in Colorado and brought, she has two kids and she brought her kids out. They played with like my kids, but my kids didn't know at the time that she was like caring for me, you know? Nobody knew. What point, Hope, do you find out that the embryo splits? I was home alone making pizza with Hendrix and I get a text message. She sent a picture, one picture. And, and how then does she, she goes, feel? Yeah. And then she goes, there's two by text. And I said, no, there's only one picture. And I called her. I said, what do you mean there's two? 
She goes, there's two. And she's like whispering and in shock, you know? That's just not what we planned. We put in one and one embryo. What do you mean there's two? And I kind of lost it in the house and I was like screaming. I was walking around the house and I was going, what do you mean? That, like screaming, there's two, there's two. Like this is science. Like somebody, I my immediate thought was somebody messed up. I like thought like, like they actually, because I had made more than, more than one embryo. I thought they accidentally put in two and there was a miscommunication because I just think people don't listen sometimes and like there was a miscommunication and then I go, but no, the embryo was right. The embryo split. When an embryo splits, this is a dumb question, but I have to ask it. it, it if it's a, let's say you implanted a girl. Mm-hmm. Does it split into two girls or d- two can girls. it split into a girl? It can't split into a girl and a boy. No, two girls. So you have two boys already and you implant you implanted a girl and then it splits into two girls. Yeah. The best part of the story is like my son is here making pizza with me <laughs> and he's hearing all of this and he's pretty bright four, you know, or maybe almost five. And he looks and he says, mommy, I made the babies because I asked for two. You said we're going to get one. And I said, I said, I put it in the universe and I said, mommy, I want two babies so I can have one and legend can have one. And I just stared at him in that moment. And I was just like, okay, I've been doing my job because you think you can speak things into the universe and it's going to happen for you. Like he's four or five. And he immediately took that and said, no, mom, remember, I told you we're going to have two babies. Wow. Yeah. He sounds like a crystal child. (laughs) What did I do? I don't know. He just like believes it because I tell him like I make him rephrase things if it's said You know, like I want him to like speak things into the universe. Smart. What part in this journey did you find out? It's two. Do you find out six months down? Like how quick Mm -mm. is it? It was early. It was. Oh, how early? It was really early. It was really early. Like 10 weeks, six weeks, not six weeks, probably closer to 10. So then when the surrogate has the baby and goes into labor. Babies. Babies. Mm -hmm. Hospital birth. Hospital home. birth because okay. of twins, yeah. Okay, so hospital birth. So you do you and your husband go to the hospital? We do, and I'm in Austin. We don't expect the babies for about five weeks, but maybe like three weeks, three to five weeks. We get the call that her water broke. So I'm like, we immediately go to the plane. We have it set up where we can leave kind of like any time. Luxury, I know. We couldn't get to the plane fast enough. I mean, I was... So rude to my husband, so rude to my own mom that was there to help me like get there. Everybody wanted to get there, but nobody could move fast enough because I was like determined. I was like, I have to be there when they get when they're born. Like that meant so much to me to see that happen. Like I couldn't imagine. That's one thing I would have regretted having a surrogate if I wasn't able to be there for the birth. Like that just feels very personal to me. She was out of state. We somehow made it, went, and she still was in labor for like another six hours. And so, you know, it was like awful to everybody around me trying to get there and telling my husband like, are you driving so slow and you're stopping at like orange lights and like, you know, like all the stuff we do, right? And we made it. All right, when I was pregnant, I noticed that I would go to the gym and then go run errands and things weren't smelling great. (laughs) And this is when I found PhD Feminine Health. They have this product that smells like fresh cucumbers, that's holistic and all natural. And it's like a deodorant for your vagina. Like I'm telling you, it's like a holistic solution for vagina odor while also keeping your vagina moisturized, which I'm very much about. You can throw this in your workout bag. You can put one in your car, put one in your clutch, 
what's great about it too is whenever I carry it around, it's super inconspicuous. So you're not like, here's my vagina spray. It's like very understated, if you know what I mean. They also have tons of different products on their site and a lot of them support vaginal health. They have like boric acid suppositories for your vagina. They have all different kinds of things to help you maintain healthy vagina flora. This is something that needs to be talked about, okay? We want our vaginas to be smelling like a crisp cucumber. At least I know I want mine smelling like a crisp cucumber. Anyway, go to their site. They have all different kinds of things. Like I said, it's a number one doctor recommended brand. And if I know one thing, it's when you have feminine issues, you want a solution immediately. PhD believes that vaginal care is crucial to your overall well-being. Register now at phdfeminineinhealth.com slash win and you will receive a free summer gift basket. This contains lifestyle products, a retail value of over 100 plus a $500 Visa gift card. You are going to go to phdfeminineinhealth.com slash win. Also get 20% off all products right now. Use code SKINNY at phdfeminineinhealth.com slash win. So when the baby comes out, babies, is it like you just get the babies and you like, what's the, the what's the process to make because it? Because it was hospital. Okay. So one of the babies wouldn't turn. She ended up with a C-section, oh. which I hate C-section. I loved like cesarean birth instead. So that was her first. So she was kind of groggy. They take the babies immediately over to weigh them and they start like cleaning them up. Very different than when you have your baby at home and it goes straight to your chest and you're just like in shock and like, you know, all of this oxytocin. So I'm watching it all in I was like screaming while it was happening, like like more like shrieking, like crying loud and like you're I couldn't. I didn't know. Like it was just like the craziest thing because I was getting to watch it. And when you just push the baby out, you're tired and like you're just like glad it's over for a minute. And then getting to watch your baby be born, it's so special. Like I can't even describe like the noises that were coming out of me I'm like who is that you know and later a nurse came into the room and she's like I've never taken part in a surrogate birth but this is now my favorite birth I've ever attended because like she saw somebody that was so giving like my surrogate who like wanted to do this for somebody that couldn't do it always knew that she would do it for somebody like give somebody a baby that couldn't have one and like watching that happen like between two women is like a beautiful thing so how, what does the babies do after they're cleaned off? Do they go They straight, go to you. They go to you. And I had my own room that was right next to her room. Got it. So she had her recovery room with okay. her husband. And Robert and I had our room. And the, the twins babies. came to our room. Yeah. And then my mom came in. And the only way to be there and to put them all in your chest is you actually get in the bed. I didn't have a hospital gown on. I was in clothes. Like I was waiting on the birth. But I'm actually in bed because you can only hold them being in bed. So it looks like I'm like maybe could have given birth somehow, you know, because you have your babies and you're in this hospital bed. But it was, you know, kind of strange because I wasn't actually the one, but you still have a bed because you've got to be able to hold them both and do like the chest, you know, skin to skin. And how quickly can you take them home? If you're um, not the one. They who were born birth? at 35 weeks. And I think we only stayed like two to three nights. Was there any weirdness from the surrogate afterwards? Because everyone was, was going to want to know this question with the fact that she carried the babies, is there like an entitlement to the babies or was it not like that at all? Like it wasn't could, like that at all because uh, she had okay. her babies and her sons came afterwards to visit her and her sons were going to meet the babies. Like we talked about that ahead of time. And, you know, this, I didn't have 
you know, breast milk and I didn't do all the hormones so that I would. We talked about this too, where would I like have her breastfeed them so that they could have all of the colostrum and all of the antibodies and things. And I thought that I would be like against it. So we never made that decision, but I actually ended up taking the babies into her and asking her if she would like to. And she actually breastfed my babies to give them like the antibodies. And then she immediately started pumping for me after that. And she pumped and shipped me milk for nine months. Holy shit. Yeah. She's a saint. Yeah. Oh my God. That I know. is so nice. I know. She shipped you milk she for nine months? She shipped me milk for nine months. Oh she had, my you know, God. I, I kept paying her to do it for the milk, to do it for that long. And she had so much milk. She had twins and nine months. And now you guys are friends and like it's a great relationship and you're just so happy you did it. So happy I did it. So thankful for her. Like I wouldn't have my girls if it wasn't for her. Like I might even have only one. Like who knows, you know? Do you, Any cons about it or do you just rec- the way that you I do I honestly it? really recommend it. There's <laughs> I don't have any thing to say about it. I mean, it was beautiful. I I really it's strange to be able to watch your baby be born, but you're so present. I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Like I it was such a gift to like watch it happen and not be the one like in the trauma in the middle of, you know, giving birth. Two questions. Is it weird not being pregnant and then all of a sudden having two babies handed to you and was it weird for your husband? I don't know about him. It's probably easier for him because he was never pregnant and like yeah, just always like a, had it handed to him. Yeah, um, do nothing. But for me, jack your meat. Yeah. yeah much. <laughs> I was for me, I think I was more excited for that birth than when I had them myself because it took so much planning. I had to plan them for two years and make embryos and find a match and do all of this. It was weird to have two, but it wasn't weird to like leave with them. Like I felt like they were mine. And now how old are they? Two. And like, is it something that you even think about? Like, do you even think about like the surrogacy or is it not even like? I don't even remember. Is that crazy? Sometimes I remember that I didn't carry you. And I'm like, how did I not carry you? Like, I literally forget that I did not carry them. Because it's all you and your husband's DNA. There's nothing nothing that the babies get from the surrogate, correct? No, she's the womb. Yeah, Yeah, she carries them and that's it. Births them, feeds them. That is a wild story. You know why I have so much respect for you? There is so many celebrities and influencers that have had surrogates. There yeah. are even some that I know that have worn fake stomachs. Oh, God. And people <laughs> will not talk about it. And listen, to each its own. If you don't want to talk about it, fine. But it, you do need some people talking about it because then it, it's, it makes people who want to do this feel shameful when, no one, when it's like this hush-hush secret. Or what if, you know, you have fertility trouble and you spend a lot of time getting pregnant and you never can kind of get pregnant and then the doctor says egg donation and nobody's ever told you that you know maybe your cousin is actually from an egg donor and it's all kept a secret right like don't keep secrets normal normalizing behaviors and normalizing things helps us prevent a lot of shame so many people by normalizing behavior after behavior you can prevent a lot of shame when you came out with this story and shared it on Instagram and you're so open about it, could you believe how many people came? I bet you so many people on Instagram messaged you and have thanked you. They did. And they say that I inspired like them to finally have that surrogate conversation. Like they never wanted to have it with their spouse or their family or their egg. Like someone didn't want to have an egg donor and their husband was completely against an egg donor. 
and then like learns later that their niece isn't from an egg donor like their sister their own sister had one but it was never talked about in the family you know I think that yeah. this is such a great conversation to have. I think it takes um, the energy out of either. Like you just talking about it is so important. Before you go, you started a line that is very popular. I have seen it everywhere. Tell us about that journey and why you decided to do this. And then you have to tell us what the must have product is. And I'll tell you the one I like most too. Okay, good. Mother was created. I had stretch marks from puberty five foot 10 and like 12 years old. And I had just growing marks all over and I didn't want more. And I became pregnant with my first child and I decided I was going to spend any amount of money to try to not have more. It's all out of vanity, like being very vain. I went to CVS. I went to all the drugstores. I even went to like Neiman Marcus group and I couldn't find something that had whatever their marketing ingredient was as their first or second ingredient on their ingredient list. So like if you tell me that it's rich in omegas or that you use a certain butter and it's written on the front of your packaging, I want it to be like number one, two or three on your ingredient label. Like don't make me something that's cheap and that you make a huge profit from. Like that didn't make me very happy. I ended up having to order such huge raw supplies of these ingredients because I started making it in my kitchen for myself that I had so much excess that I started sending it to friends, sending them, they would be in Los Angeles, I was sending it to Cassandra Gray and different celebrities and they'd ask for more and then they'd ask for it for their friends and everybody had success stories. There were twin pregnancies and it just became this thing where people would ask for it from out of my own kitchen and I'd be, you know, out of town and I'd be thinking about ordering raw ingredients and making body butter for somebody else because I felt responsible that they'd end up with extra stretch marks if I didn't make this butter. Like it was like this my husband was addicted to it and I decided to put it in a lab and our first product was our body butter, then our body oil. Then we worked with a chemist from MIT to create Motherload Core Technology. And then we made number one serum and up all night eye cream. And since then, we've just, you know, we're in the beauty business now. <laughs> it's, it's a movement. It's a, yeah, we're moving. The product. body butter is absolutely amazing, you guys. You can't go wrong. The body oil, I would highly recommend checking out both of those. You also wrote a book, Your Body is Magic. Tell us about that. Who needs this book? If you're afraid of birth and you don't like the idea of birth or if you're freaked out about, you know, anything larger than a penis being in your vagina, like this is the book for you because that was me. Like I was completely terrified of birth and I couldn't imagine that happening and like being okay afterwards. And so this book is really like this holistic journey that I went on from vitamins to exercises to um tricks like you know from acupuncture to putting primrose oil you know you've learned from the best too i mean the people that you've had access to are incredible they are yeah, yeah. you've had them on the show some of them i mean yeah like she i've never seen someone who knows their shit more than mary mark she's almost Michael. at four thousand births yeah that's a lot yeah it's <laughs> a lot can we do a giveaway sure yeah okay. so they'll follow your company on Instagram. Tell us the Instagram handle. At Mother, M-U-T-H-A. Okay, and then can we give away like Hope's favorites? Yeah, sure. With your assigned copy of your book? Yeah, I love that. Okay, you guys follow at Mother on Instagram and then tell us your favorite part of this episode with Hope on my latest Instagram. I loved that episode. I learned so much. I'm like, I'm like taking notes in my brain about everything that you said. Thank you so much for coming on. 
Thank you so much for having me, Thank both you. of you. Where can everyone find you and follow you in your journey? At Hope Smith. Okay. And you guys look at her highlights because they're really, really informative. I went and stalked your pregnancy one, like I said, and your I think it's your fertility one. I could probably help with the Pimrose. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Just say it. Say it. I don't know about that right You'll now. You'll probably start it in a couple weeks. <sighs> okay. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. Soften Thank the you. cervix. Okay. Thanks for coming on. Hope wish me luck. <laughs> Good luck. I'm excited for you. I know you guys love that episode with Hope. If you want to win a copy of her book, all you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest post at Lauren Bostick on Instagram and make sure you're following Hope. She's absolutely fab. All right, if you are like me, you like your candles to be natural, a soy wax blend would be nice. You want a premium cotton wick and you want a custom fragrant oil. You also want them to be cute, aesthetically pleasing, and you'd love a 60 to 80 hour burn time if you're being honest. Yeah, I'm that specific about my candles. And that is why I have homesick around the house. First, I fell in love with homesick on Instagram. I saw their candle and it said Los Angeles. And the candle actually smells like Los Angeles, which I thought was amazing. And then I saw one called NYC, and it's one of their best sellers. And it has notes of Central Park and department stores. And that's where I was like, oh, my God, I need these around the house. And no surprise, Homesick's mission, their mission for their candles is to really capture the scent of the place or memory it represents, which is genius. Homesick is a home fragrance and lifestyle brand with one simple goal to bring joy to your home with scents that bring you closer to the people, places, and moments that matter most. They have, like I said, lots of different candles. What is so cute, though, is it comes in this beautiful glass that you can reuse once it's burned. But you get a 60 to 80 hour burn time, so it's not burning down anytime soon. This is a perfect gift. It's adorable to get someone as a housewarming gift, maybe for a bridal shower, even a bachelorette party, like how cute. I'm very much about their natural soy wax blend and their premium cotton wick. Like sign me up. You can use code skinny for 20% off all orders of $75 or more at homesick.com slash skinny. That's H-O-M-E-S-I-C-K dot com slash skinny. Use code skinny.